It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. I've been in the weeds since our last chat. I mean, I do all kinds of shit to set future Joe up for success when I leave for a trip. And I try to bring as many of my daily habits and rituals with me as possible. But shit happens, and I have been digging my way out of it for over a week. And then there was this new West Summit 4.0 happening a few blocks away from my casually baked HQ. New West showcases new developments in tech, investment, and media within the cannabis space. So I had to be there. Cannabis media is picking up steam in the investment world. And authentic cannabis lifestyle content, uh, we all know that's my specialty, So I was anxious to make the rounds and introduce all the players to my latest podcast, Love, Mary Jane. And now I'm excited to finally share it with you. Love, Mary Jane is big talk about relationships of all kinds in the modern cannabis culture. And it's now live on Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, lovemaryjane.net and a number of other podcasting platforms that you may use, unless you listen on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Those data mining iOS bros need to get the lead out. I mean, I've been waiting on approval all week. They say it takes like 48 hours. Hopefully, you'll find Love Mary Jane there in the next day or so. In the meantime, I invited my buddy Danny Keith CEO of Cannabis Club TV over to talk shop and smoke a J. Smoke a bowl, settle in, and listen to us dish on the cannabis industry, media, and advertising.
You'll discover why CCTV is the place to catch your favorite cannabis content. I mean, I guess it's sort of a plug because you can find Casually Baked on channel 203. Wink. <laughs> I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. Bottom, okay. if we, I'm going to push and hold that button down, and now you'll see. Now we're live? Yeah. Okay. Are we live live? Well. Well, not live live. Just recording yeah. live. Just recording. Pre- we're pretending to be live. My writer didn't cover live. the live live, just the recorded oh, yeah. live. Do we need any editing on this, Danny? Do you, are you okay? uh, I think I'm fine. Yeah. I put makeup on this morning, so I think I'm all right. Yeah. Does, does my hair look okay? Yeah. Am I okay, ladies? Yeah. Yeah. No right. boogers. Yeah. Okay. Do, I have, do I have pepper in my teeth? Nope. Do I have anything? No, you look mm. fabulous. I'm working on the whiteness part. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited to have Danny Keith in the studio with me today. He's like the energizer bunny of the cannabis space, but we got acquainted with his Cannabis Club TV project. So I want you to just briefly tell the listeners your elevator pitch. Who well, is Danny Keith? Oh, that's scary. Um, so thank you for having me on. This is a long time coming. Yes. Amazing place you have here. Thank you. I mean, I walked in. I'm a kind of a geek on this stuff, too. And so it was really nice to see something fully laid out and set up and professional. So congratulations on that. It's an thank honor to be here. Thank you very much. Um, who am I? Uh, well, in the cannabis space, I'm a storyteller. And so with Cannabis Club TV, the idea was to produce a platform that allowed different content manufacturers to to entertain, educate, um, inform the consumer, and then on the brand side, giving them a vehicle to provide interaction with an undereducated consumer so that the dispensary benefits and makes sales. So that's just a simple way to say we're broadcasting a lot of content into yeah. 10 different states and a couple, a little over 100 dispensaries right now. Yeah. It's been fun. And that's why we're such great collaborative partners because – you're really pushing me to get my video game going. And yes. that's one of the reasons I was excited to have you here today so that we could, you know, look at all the camera angles where I've got things sure. and kind of make sure that my vision and your vision matches up because, you know, I want to do big things on CCTV. Well, you you already do have a channel and you have always been an energizer bunny yourself. Like you're definitely a game changer and I'm not going to flip the script, but one day I would love to be interviewing you and talking to you about your vision and how you've put this together and really pioneering this out of Oakland of all places. Um, kind of like the roots, if you will, of the movement after Humboldt, you know, Oakland's always been kind of a green area people have always associated. So yeah. Stoked to be here and stoked to have some fun right now. Yeah. So the New West Summit is going on just a couple of blocks away from the studio. So we walked over there from that. Um, what's your your take on on this year's summit? So we've been in cannabis now for three years. Um, lots of learning. You know, it's almost like dog years for us that have been here for a while. It's I've, So I feel like I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, you know, shows are hit and miss. Um I've been to shows that have been packed. I've been to shows that have been empty. I think we talked a little bit about that on the way over. Mm-hmm. Um, do you make a good contact? Is there somebody that you get to speak to? And, and regardless of the show size or attendance, for some reason, I always seem to walk away with some quality relationship that begins to build or just some more education about something. So New West is, I mean, right now, it's like, I'd say it's a solid event. Um, Jim does a great job. I mean, from... 
the process all the way through to the show floor, to the parties after, to the brands that are involved. Um, I think that we're also going through a little bit of a reckoning in the cannabis space where people are not as flush as they were before. And yeah. so they're trying to figure out which shows. So like maybe the show was busier last year, but maybe it was more fluff. Well, um, and I think the other thing, because we can't ignore the, you know, the elephant in the room that the Marriott is having some issues of their own, which it's like. To stay relevant, they're yeah, striking right now. and Yeah. And so it's like a moat around the the summit where people are like, are you brave enough to cross and go in? Some, or there's some moral compasses that are being you know, questioned. And so it's, it's been an interesting show for sure. I know of at least two different vendors and I can't recall and I wouldn't say their names offhand anyways, but that have said, I'm not crossing the line. Um, look, you know, we live in a really interesting time right now. Um, the Marriott on the other side of the coin, while those workers probably have a right and a reason to be striking and that's the benefit of living in this country is we can do that. Mm -hmm. The Marriott, on the other hand, has been a, a phenomenal partner. I mean, it, even though you can tell there's some strain on their staff, they're still killing it, you know? Um, changes to the restaurants, changes to some of the services, but for the most part. So it's, yeah, I mean, again, that kind of goes hand in glove with the pressures that happen with a show that yeah. you can't necessarily control. Man, putting on shows is no fun. I'll no. tell you that right now. Yeah, we both come Thank from Thank you, that, Jim, for doing that. The and, experiential marketing world. It's yeah. tough. And Ed, I mean, like you go to work and it's like, okay, I'm a fireman today. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to put out 10 fires. Yes. You so. have your, you know, your <laughs> subset of work is coming. Not sure. Events, there's so many things that could happen, you know, so many, especially yeah. being in Oakland. I remember two years ago, we were here for a new West summit and they had the final, it was the final game of the warriors and they won the championship. And let's just say Oakland lit up that night. And it was like either get out of Oakland right now or <laughs> sit back and watch the festivities that were about to unfold. So we chose to sit back and watch the facilities unfold. And, you know, there was some street racing, there was some fireworks and, but you know, it all calmed down. Yeah. And so Oakland the, is a wild day at all. Oakland's interesting, man. I like it, yeah, but it's definitely, it's unpredictable. Yeah, for sure. You know, and the other thing about the the controversy that's happening around the show, to me it was very interesting because I'm like, the exact reason that you're standing out here striking is the same reason I have to walk by you and let you shame me because I got to get in there and hustle the same way. Like I've, it's a struggle to make bank on one project in the cannabis space right now. You have to be mixing it up. And so... I think you are dead on with the fact that we share a similar vein in our protest mode, mm -hmm. you know, that um, we've had to battle, you know, like three years ago for us anyways, like dispensaries wouldn't talk to us. Like nobody wanted to be forward facing with anything they were doing. You know, now th three years later, we're getting, you know, two to four applications a week. There's thousands of brands that are coming online. Mm -hmm. People are starting to understand branding and marketing. It's just you know, what took 20 years in another industry is taking, you know, six, eight, 12 months. So um, it's definitely, you know, it's it's crazy to be attending an event that I, a building that I've got my championship rings in, you know, and never oh, would have thought, right. never yeah. would have thought that the, that Oakland Marriott's or any hotel chain would ever host a cannabis event because it's still technically not federally, yeah. you know, what isn't federally accepted whatsoever. So Kind of a crazy, you know, it's it's good times to be involved. That's all I can say. Like, you have to really enjoy the journey as hard as it is. You have to kind of enjoy the fact that you're getting to witness it firsthand. And 
hopefully you get to hang on long enough to see the see the ride work out. Well, yeah, I mean, because it is, it's like if you can just, you know, you're a surfer, so this will totally be a good analogy. But if you can just stay in the flow and just surf through it and I mean, it's like pivoting your ass off. Like, oh, like you can't find an open man pivot. <laughs> yes. Like, it's crazy right now. But to me, that is, that's part of the fun. I think part of the issue, too, is on that pivot, like, there's some crazy pivots. You know, like, I heard some people comment on Mass Roots, and I've, you know, we, being like a media company, we're kind of Switzerland in the sense that we don't really mm-hmm. pass judgment on anybody, but we just watch and kind of, yeah. you know, notate what's going on and like, oh, that was very interesting. We wouldn't have expected that, you know? But, it's if you're going to pivot, pivot on something that's going to actually work for you. Don't just pivot because it's a shiny object. Because if you pivot due to shiny object, you might end up, you know, walking off the end of a short plank. And well, so, sure. But that's that's what separates, you know, entrepreneurs, smart entrepreneurs from wannabes that are just trying to get rich quick or just be a part of it. Like we've, we've, we've really long since focused on staying a media company and not trying to be an agency, not trying to be a production company. Um, we do some large-scale production projects per year, but they're limited mm-hmm. um, because we really want to work and bolster. We want to live where we're at. We want to play our position. And it, within that, though, there are times that we make pivots on certain things. But I think that's the the biggest thing if I had to give anybody that wants to get in the space advice. like If you're going to pick something, obviously there's facets to that, but stay focused on and actually complete some things. I think I just was talking with someone earlier. It's like insecurity sometimes lends to people to pivoting and then they pivot just to cover what they weren't able. It's okay to yeah. fail. Yeah. It's okay to fail well, a lot. Well, it's good to fail. Yeah. Don't quit because you yeah, fail. Yeah, like yeah. you fail and then you skulk off and you pivot. I pivoted. No, you <laughs> failed and you got freaked out. Like it's okay. You failed, but you got back up. <clears throat> well, or you avoided it. So don't pivot away from your failures, like plow through them and yeah. learn from them. Um, Pivot if it makes sense, but I see a lot of people pivoting. Well, that didn't work, so I'm going to pivot over here. Just I've like never in talked about pivoting for so long. Right? It's a game. It's a very <laughs> hot topic in cannabis because how many times you hear someone say, well, yeah, well, I used to do data. Now we're manufacturing oil. And you're like, how did you go from data to oil? Like, I don't understand, yeah, you know? I And that's hard as a corporate storyteller when sure. I, me trying <laughs> to be the person that is challenged to tell that story for them. Yeah. I'm like, shit. I can't get high you enough gotta keep to it put real. this together. Yeah, you just got to keep it real and tell people that um, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own. Good luck. Let me know if it works out. Hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, one of the struggles of cannabis businesses in the media front is, you know, people put so much energy and effort into their social media. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they may rack up. 20,000 followers and go to bed that night feeling really good about themselves and wake up the next day and their account's been deactivated. So I think that's something that, you know, as a marketer, I always tell people, drive traffic to your website, don't drive so much traffic to your social media because it's a wild animal and you don't know if it's going to make it. So, you know, that's another reason why I'd like what you're doing with Cannabis Club TV. And I know there's some, there's an app in the future, right? Sure. We have an app already. Okay. Well, you need to download it on my phone. Okay. I will. Um, You know, and again, that goes back to, and I'm going to let you finish what you say, but the app process (laughs) and everything else, 
it's like part of us staying focused. Like we are not, yeah. we're, we, we try to manage our resources, but you were saying about the accounts being deleted and people. Well, yeah. I mean, so I, and I think that a lot of people, cause you know, my audience, they're generally people who are curious about cannabis or they're trying to learn more or, you know, they're trying to get more involved, but it's like, okay, well, if these accounts are getting deleted or you can't find the content you want on YouTube, you know, I want them to know that there is a steady source of cannabis-related content available to them through your channel. So if you want to talk a little bit about how to find you and kind of how it all functions for the end user. So we, you know, kind of, I, I need to kind of harken back to like why we started. Um, okay. When I, we, I don't mind. When we saw, I'll make it quick. When we saw, <laughs> you know, when the dispensary started opening and there started being an actual marketplace for cannabis and brands started to emerge, um, you know, having worked in the NBA, you kind of understand what you can do with alcohol. Obviously, tobacco, we can't do anything. So you kind of become somewhat educated on the adult use space. And being that, that <clears throat> you get that education, I started seeing, you know, how that was going to apply to cannabis. And even though there was print mags and, you know, you also look at the evolution of the market where it went from a fairly unregulated to a, now it's being extremely regulated. Um, we made a hedge bet that print, um, public advertising, traditional medium advertising, social media, um, even website to some certain extent was going to be a challenge um, for people mm-hmm. to exist because you have to be more creative on your traditional mediums. I mean, we I see billboards on the side of the road and... Um, but there's some very specific regulations that are saying those aren't necessarily legal. Yeah. So, and we saw that first wave of corporate induction of, I don't want to say censorship, but like cleaning house. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube kicked off, gosh, you know, probably a couple hundred sizable, you know, content manufacturers mm-hmm. that at that point suddenly realized, well, we have nowhere to go. Same time, like, Facebook really doesn't do anything for cannabis businesses because the fan page algorithms require you to pay and you can't pay for cannabis. So therefore, don't unless yeah. people go to your page, they don't see it. Well, and they'll tell you like, hey, this post is performing really well. You should boost it. Yeah. So you're like, okay, sure, And Facebook. you boost it and they and shut you off. Like, fuck <laughs> off, you can't boost this. <laughs> they just send back the fuck you emoji. They're all, fuck you. Um, but we'll take you 25 bucks for 30 days and we'll give it back. Um, right. And then Instagram is just a total... Crapshoot, like you're, you yeah. could be. I've got dispensaries who never post price, who never do anything, <laughs> constantly get their accounts deleted, and you know some of it is hater and whatever, and maybe someone's like reporting them. But kind of back to what we saw, we saw like you know, and now with regulations, I'll just speak to California. Is like print mags are adult use, right? So they have to be supposedly wrapped and behind the counter on a mm-hmm. request by basis on age proof. Um, you're not allowed to do media advertising unless you have a 72% age qualified market. Um, you can't do certain events or activities within a certain range of schools, and you know. But nowhere does it say anything about the in dispensary component or in a mobile app that's age qualified. Or you know, there's some small regulations on web advertising, but we do interstitial kind of content advertising, so it's more of a you know we we actually have provided a solution for content providers on our website that can host because we own our own CMS and CDN. They don't have a risk of getting taken off. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm impressed that you could spout percentages of audience needs and stuff because I don't know a lot of that. And I have, in fact, I was talking with a couple of your media partners that help on the back end to make all this stuff work. 
and them describing the whole back end setup. I mean, it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, your your traffic like from my radio days. I'm like, I totally get sure. what you do, and so you have created a a really great way for not only the advertisers to get themselves out there, but then someone like me who can stream through and say like, okay, yeah, I'm interested in the education piece or I'm interested in cooking and be able to have those um, advertisers that are very niche and exactly what I'm looking for there in front of me. So it's something that you're you're not going to find on YouTube and certainly not on social media. So we, we really wanted to be the expert in the space when it came to content aggregation and providing a place where people could go that were undereducated and not feel like they were just watching, you know, as much as Tommy Chung's a partner of ours, I mean, there's that stigma of just the Cheech and Chung, you know, kind of Spicoli stoner uh, mentality. And there's a large subset of customers that just are never going to pick up a magazine or never going to look at a social media account or never going to go to a cup the only time they have a chance to be integrated or exposed is in our dispensaries that we work with. And then from there, our goal is to lure them to our mobile app or to our website or and eventually into the home. Um, we just want to be the place that people go to find out information about the content. I mean, I'm sorry, about the product that they may be interested in. And so that's really our our main goal, and it, it's it's kind of working out right now. Now, and when you say in the home, do you mean something like being on my Roku or my smart TV or something like that? Yeah, so we've always had the from the pocket to the couch kind of theory to, mm-hmm. to apply for this content delivery. Um, we've got the system in place, and this goes back to when I interrupted you about the app. Um, you know, 2019 for us holds more um, resources available to promote the app more, to use the app as a device to be able to deliver the content to the people. We already do, but we just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the website, same thing. We, we already do, we just don't talk about it. Uh, and then um, probably about the end of this year, maybe sooner, it's kind of dependent on a couple things. But yeah, over the top, into the home. I mean, essentially, we are an over the top into dispensaries already. We're putting Roku-like devices into the dispensaries and, and broadcasting content. So we can already do that in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, it really comes down to that's a separate business almost when it comes to the advertisers that we can engage, uh, the statistics that we drive, how we build awareness around that. Because again, great, we're in cannabis, awesome. We've got a Roku, you know, we're in the Roku uh, ecosphere. How do people find us? So we have to then begin to really, you know, now that, that's why we work with Upturn to, so that we can drive the awareness through our different channels that we have following and hopefully convert some people to when they're in the home and they want to watch, you know, and it's a different subset of content. At that point, we'll be delivering Cheech and Chong movies and Pineapple Express and different entertainment-based content where people can go find it. They don't necessarily find it on Hulu or, you know, and we're in that space. I mean, to kind of ramble, the whole delivery mechanism of content is is changing too. So you have an emerging market of cannabis and then you have an emerging market of media and we've kind of slammed those two together and mm-hmm. working on being the expert. Well, and the other thing that I find a lot being just right in the middle of industry professionals and people that are cannabis consumers, like through and through their decades in, you know, they, they love to think that they know it, they know everything about cannabis. They know, you know, and so it's for me offering this kind of this onboarding, like, you know, kind of welcoming people into the space. It's like offering that diversity of content 
that isn't just for, you know, this person looking for the funny stoner movie, but somebody that's really looking for ways to, you know, amplify their cannabis um, use and how that goes hand in hand with their lifestyle. And, and so, you know, I, I think because there's so much money being poured into these media brands right now, I'm like, there's an opportunity for this really fresh content to be generated. And so I am, you know, obviously from you prodding me, like trying to get the video piece done. And, you know, my new show, Love Mary Jane, that launched today. What? What? Um, You know, I'm trying to create a set for that because I want, I create um, written content all the time. Nobody fucking reads anymore. It's hard to read. You know, I was just in Italy (laughs) for two weeks. Too stoned to read. (laughs) I was in Italy for two weeks, and I'm looking over this beautiful vista in Montepulciano. I saw those photos. Thanks for sharing those, by the way. Yeah. Those rad. I felt like I was with you. Well, good. That's the way I wanted you to feel. Yeah. But I look around me, and everybody's looking down at their phone. Yeah. And I was like- It's called fubbing, by the way. Just fake being somewhere mm. or what? So snubbing somebody is like, you know, say, hey, what's up? I'm talking to you. You just kind of look away. <laughs> fubbing is phone snubbing, so you're fubbing me. Like, if how many times have you been in a conversation, and someone's like, yeah. And they just go on phone okay. lock and you're all, yo, what's up, dude? I was just talking to you. Okay. It's called I, fubbing. Don't fub me, fucker. I just learned a new word. Thank yeah, you for keeping welcome. me hey, cool. Hey, you know, I'm Shit. trying to stay relevant in this ever-paced, <laughs> fast-paced world, these dang youngsters. Well, you have kids to help yeah, you. I, sometimes. Sometimes they just set me up to fail. <laughs> it's pretty rad, you know? <laughs> Ten-year-old kids tricking you. I was, you saying that reminded me. So I was just doing a podcast called Story Hinge about the art of storytelling and kind of how I do storytelling in the cannabis space. And I, the guy was asking me to tell him a story and I was like, okay. And I was like, well, do you know what dabbing is? And he goes, of course I know what dabbing is. I have kids. And I was like, not that dabbing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Let me show you what a dab is. (laughs) Come clean my house with me now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we all know cool words, but it depends on which context. Multi-interpretations. Yes, absolutely. I wanted to comment back a little bit about, um, and I'm trying to remember the exact words you stated, but essentially it triggered me to think of, you know, um, I did a lot of time in the surf industry, um, action sports, and it's a similar industry in the sense that very passionate group of people who tend to know everything and not, you know, really want to be educated or share that education, Mm -hmm. um, not really knowing who their customer base was. So, I feel like that's a big challenge within the space too is that you know um a lot of times people are marketing to the exact people that already consume their product. So that's awesome. That's like reinforcement branding, but if you want new customers, you have to learn how to talk to those new customers. And I mm-hmm. think the surf industry is it's one of the reasons why it struggles is because it doesn't it wants to sell to the kooks, which I that's a horrible term, but that's the new customer, right? So then they they kind of position some like marketing towards them using the core market and it doesn't really resonate. So like people, they still buy the product, but they're not, they don't have that investment feature into the brand. Mm -hmm. And if you look, there's a number of them out there. I mean, we can name them off, but I think that's the next phase that we'll see these brands start to go through is like, that's awesome. You want to be a 16 to 20, you know, beach lifestyle brand, but your customer base is a 40 to 60 middle-aged woman and, and they got a hell of a lot more money. Not only that, but don't <laughs> deny they exist. Like, right. don't keep making marketing materials that yeah. showcases that, expecting to retain those customers. And then don't be surprised when you lose those customers because you didn't know they were there. Right. Yeah, I talk a lot with my customers about 
you know, you have to choose an avatar. You have to choose that one person, like your most passionate customer. And it freaks people out because they're like thinking they're going to alienate everyone else. But I'm like, but if you have this like streamlined focused message, it's, it's going to inevitably grow, but it's, it's making sure you're using the right language for that. Is it an entry level? Is it an intermediate or is it an advanced consumer? And, and so that's, that's and what then helps keep a roof ma- over my head because people need help with that shit. <clears throat> Absolutely. And if you're going to make that investment into that, really, you know, make sure that you're following the right vein because otherwise you could just be, like I said, chasing butterflies and thinking you're yeah. a certain brand and reality, the, consum- the consumers you have aren't. Well, and, be, and to that. be authentically that because a consumer can smell bullshit from a mile away. Which is hard for some brands because I think people authentically want to be a certain way and then you tell them they're not. Well, but if you say yeah. somebody authentically wants to be a certain way, it's like you either are or you're not. But sometimes they have no traction. So it's like the people that are buying their product are, you know what I'm saying? It's oh, like, yeah. I mean, vape, I mean, look, Dosis has done a great job of rebranding Re-branding. and also really identifying who their consumer is and then taking it one step further and fucking up the market by putting these in store kiosks into them and staffing them. You know what I mean? So talk about someone who knows their customer. They know their customer wants to use their product, but doesn't know anything about it. But knows the product, so mm-hmm. they need a, they need an expert to help them kind of jump the shark, if you will, and actually consume. And so that's a great example of somebody who um, has really focused on who their endemic is and how to maximize. Look, everybody thinks that when they bring a product to market, there's this humongous pie. there's a slice of the pie that you have access to. Make sure you understand what that slice is, and then. Try to stay there and don't lose it by ignoring it. Yeah. As we say on teams, stay in your fucking lane. Yes. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're ready to transfer into another category, don't do it. So tell me what product or not, well, you can tell me that too, but what content is really performing the best on your your channels? Well. Platform, I should say. You know, I think it. There's different types of recept, like different dispensaries. So, like if you're looking at the East Coast, like up in Maryland or Pennsylvania, um, you know more of our educational stuff. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, like how to grow is like we've got a whole growing section um, is frequently watched. Um, you start moving more towards the Midwest, it starts becoming more um, current events, pop culture, and you get to the West Coast, and it's a, just a mix of entertainment and and growing and what is CBD, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, you know, we dispensaries have full control over the TVs. They can change the channels. We built the remote into the phone. Um, some of them don't, you know, these guys are so busy that the reason we're successful is that they don't have to think about us. Like mm-hmm. we, we take care of managing the network in the sense that we'll turn it on and off every day. We'll launch to a different channel every day. We'll trend your market. We'll work with your brands. All you really got to do is make sure the TV stays on. Um, and we get notified if that happens too. So, I'm going to interject real quick with an important question. So anytime I add content to my YouTube channel now, that will automatically be uploaded onto my channel on CCTV, or do I need to? Yes, yes and no. So it's always going to be, listen, you know, I have this argument, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Traffic Roots, uh, Christian. Um, Guy's got an amazing platform for web banner delivery in the cannabis space. If you're looking to advertise on the web and get a lot of exposure, go check him out. But we can't automate anything because we're a television network. So we have to manually look at every single thing that comes through there. It doesn't mean that we don't instantaneously do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means that we got to make sure it sits on the screen right, that it's, 
you know, we have to be somewhat of a censor at times mm-hmm. to make sure we're not putting up things that are totally offensive. Um, in the yeah. beginning, we were less of a censor and it bit us in the ass a little bit. So yes, when we will, we set up, there's various things that already exist. Not like we have rocket science. Like you update your YouTube, mm-hmm. we'll get a notice. Okay. We go look at it. We quickly watch it. If you're already like a preselected partner, it just goes right up. Um, if I'm you're highly not, responsible. You know, just you're, go ahead you're and a three star Michelin, you know, content producer. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about Joe doing anything crazy, you no. know, but then you got super deluxe and a couple other dudes like super deluxe is actually pretty good. I shouldn't throw them in there, but there's some guys that we've had to take off the indispensary play. You can still live on our phone. You can still live on our website, but it gets narrower. So as we go from phone to web to dispensary to home, mm-hmm. that the content gets more of like a kind of a pyramid in the sense that not everything makes it all the way to the home. That being said, it does allow some of the content providers a chance to hone their skills, get better sets, get mm-hmm. film better, do better post edit. Um, and they can kind of see because they can, we can tell them the traffic to their particular channel on a website and um, you know, well, it's not a lot right now because they've got to put same thing as YouTube. You know, you put up a YouTube channel just because you're on YouTube doesn't mean you're going to have thousands and thousands and thousands of viewers all sure. of a sudden. You still have to kind of drive people to it. So yeah. that's a struggle too. Well, and know? I haven't driven anyone to my YouTube channel because I'm noticed still that's just, why I brought it up. Well, I'm just, because I am like, <laughs> I am a perfectionist and I'm like this, my studio is not completely set up yet and I'm not going to, you See, know, I disagree. I, I wouldn't. Video. I wouldn't put you as a perfectionist I, because you do things definitely top notch. I would put you as somebody that's because a perfectionist would would wouldn't execute until everything's well, exactly you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. And you're at least willing to do that. You're willing to at least stage yourself into perfection. So I, I'd say that uh, you definitely yeah. focus on providing a top notch quality product, and then you try to catch up with your visions on what you'd like to accomplish. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You make me feel so much better about myself. Well, it's the truth. I mean, it's been a minute since we sat down, so it's not hard (laughs) to say nice things about you, you know? (laughs) Right. I haven't pissed you off lately. Never have, ever. So, yeah, there's. we have done some events together. I got to interview Tommy Chong. You um, discovered Stoner Rob. I did. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to say you rediscovered him. Like, we gave him a second life. He was really funny. I've enjoyed seeing him pop up on some different things you guys are doing. We've been doing a lot of work together. You know, that doesn't mean that um, we still want you back. So you don't love him more than you. Listen, there's different (laughs) types, right? You send different types of soldiers into different types of wars. And, uh, you know, you have a different approach than Stoner Rob. Oh, yes. Um, You want to get dabbed out of your brain and, like, talk about some really deep stuff, Stoner Rob. Not that you can't do that, but it's just different. No, that's not my style. Right. It's just different with Stoner Rob. Yeah. And he kind of fits that whole stoner comedian style thing, too. He kind of does that. And so he's... We've been helping him out. You know, he's been helping us out. We've got a show that we're actually doing together called Highly Ghosted. Um, it's still in production, but it's with Medicinal Mike and a couple other people. And it's kind of a supernatural show while you're stoned. <clears throat> we'll see how it goes. And um, that's fun. Medicinal Mike's actually a paranormal, like certified, whatever they are. And uh, Stoner Rob is probably going to lure a bunch of crazy spirits towards him. And <laughs> hopefully I see him scared out of his wits and um, it makes for good TV. So that's one of the ones that we're trying to work on as we go into the over the top home play. Um, there's a couple of so other original content. Yeah, that's there. Okay. So just like in TV, you know, we're the, you know, we work as a co-producer. Um, they'd handle all the production. They deliver a finished product. Um, and then we broadcast it. So 
not unlike normal TV. Yeah. Um, different. I mean, we'll I have sh- a vision for Love Mary Jane. So yeah, I think. Listen, I think when we start moving into the home play and we can really kind of highlight the really solid content that's coming out, um, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, look, Netflix has tried with Disjointed and a couple other plays. It's hard when a non-endemic person works on a like yeah. kind of a lifestyle. Like we saw it in Surf all the time. They'd make movies and we're all that's not really uh, what was happening. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, so. I, it's going to be fun. I mean, we're really looking forward to this next chapter, and um, it's it's fun that we can let people be creative, and it doesn't just have to be you know short, punchy vignettes all over the place uh, for the dispensary consumption. It can be sit on your couch and and enjoy it. Yeah, when I was living in Italy, I had just taken that time because I wanted to figure out how to get paid to be myself. And you know, I'm a storyteller, and I'm a pot nerd, and I just was. Like I have to get out to California, but it I didn't realize how freeing and fun it would be to be a creative in the cannabis space. I mean, I wake up every day. I have to come up with new content every fucking day. I'm constantly having to figure out what's a great story to tell. What do people need to know? You know, what's something that nobody else is talking about that we really need to touch on? But it, I mean, it's almost like the the well of content ideas is so big and I've been really excited seeing the the money starting to come into these different the media plays yeah yeah and so I I'm excited about you know potentially being able to create some really cool things in in a visual format outside of podcasting yeah I think <clears throat> you know you were early um, in the in the space when it came to the media you know when we mm-hmm. first started kind of bouncing off each other a little maybe just about a year ago I think, I think we, so. we, met we met a little it- Happy anniversary. It was his happy anniversary. High yes. Five. Um, so we, you know, it's like we at a point then, I think we had maybe like six channels. You know, mm-hmm. we were still trying to, you know, it's still funny. Right? I tell people what we do and the guys don't get it. I just don't understand. I'm like, do you have cable at home? Yeah. Okay. Just imagine everything on there is about weed. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> that sounds insane. And I'm like, yeah. You know, and so it, it really does help to have uh more channels. I mean, we kind of, when the YouTube thing happened, um, we doubled our channel offering. And look, I'm a big fan of like going in plateaus so that you don't out resource yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, you really want to continue to, del- the, the, the race in cannabis is this. It's like you can go a million miles an hour, but if you face plant and skin your chin, like you're not going to be very, you know, it's not going to be good. So yeah. you have, so we, we immediately went from like I think fifteen channels, and before it was a struggle to get content. It was like, oh, they're all what's the, you know what's the distribution, this and that. Once people started getting kicked off YouTube, they're like, where else can we go? There mm-hmm. isn't anywhere else we can go. And like some of these people had like millions and millions of followers, and they had all this content. Yeah, and and a lot of our content providers will also integrate marketing into the actual content. So when they deliver it to us, they've already done their in program you know, kind of advertising. Mm-hmm. And so now they had to fulfill that. And um, we're able to fulfill that pretty quickly. And that was a big turning point. And so we've kind of paused on the dispensary content application, it, unless it's in certain categories. But for the web, we'll take, you know, we'll help and host and broadcast um, whomever. And you can share those broadcasts. They're URL driven. So, and you can subscribe to them and you can do everything else. So, we want to continue that, you know, we kind of grew really quick, kind of paused, like try to, you know, duck and cover for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, YouTube kind of paused on them, on kicking people off. And now, you know, there's a been another wave of people losing their, uh, everything okay? 
people losing their IGs and leave people losing their YouTubes again. So we suspect like mid November we'll start in taking some more content and uh yeah, you just it's free to host your stuff with us. So Yeah. Know. Now and you know I I moonlight as a, a marketing professional in the cannabis space. And so I have people that I would like to tell about advertising and, and, you know, kind of marketing opportunities with you guys right now. Like kind of, do you have packages that you're offering advertisers kind of what's that play right now for cannabis businesses? So, you know, when, um, my really good friend, uh, Dana and I, we when we started putting together, you know, he's our chief development officer, and we started putting together these packages. You know, we came from the NBA, so everything was campaign driven, and like, let's get you ROI, and like, we're, we would build things that would actually activate because that's what we did. You know, when we worked um, in basketball, that didn't go over so well in the space. Um, you know, people will spend seventeen grand on a weed maps uh, placement, but to get them to advertise in front of five million customers was foreign to them. And so we struggled, you know, and it wasn't until probably January, February of this year that we started really talking about like, where do we, how do we meet the market where they're at? And we met the market where they're at was like straight Chinese menu style ordering, which is like X amount of dollars per screen. Here's the screens. Tell us how many you want to be on. If you want to be on all of them, we'll cap it. And as long as you stay there, as we add new screens, we'll give you, we'll grandfather you, you know, cause we have a considerable amount of airtime to be able to sell cause we're TV. So. Yeah. Well, and I want to, I'm, I'm like, I want to advertise Love Mary Jane. I want to advertise Casually Baked. And so. We can probably take care of that for you. Oh. <laughs> and so I guess to kind of cap that off, it, you know, right now we're at $9 a location. So you can buy our entire network for a little over a thousand bucks and be in front of 7 million people um, as an advertiser. So, nice. you know, it's. And, you know, it's, we've gone from having three advertisers when we were trying to build campaigns to, you know, close to a hundred advertisers now, um, with the likes of Flav and Candescent and Super Closet and Pen Simple. I mean, we have everything from ancillary plays to, you know, the cannabis facing. Um, and we also have a marketplace. So like if these brands have a product, but they don't know how to do e-commerce or can't function on e-commerce or can't get credit card processing, we'll do that service for them as well. So, Really, everything we're trying to do is lift the brands, get them in front of the consumer, educate the consumer so that they find a way to purchase, whether it's in the dispensary, through our marketplace, or going back to the the brand's website. Right on. And it's cheap. Super yeah, cheap. Totally. Which All pisses right, well, people off because my competition charges more. Well, yeah. Sucks to be them, I guess. Yeah. They can always come, you know, join the team. So we're coming into... <laughs> We're coming into the holiday season. Like it's super busy right now. It's harvest in October. And, you know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of times kind of advertisers and people just end up kind of going dark in December and not putting out new content. And so is that something that, you know, as I, cause I'm constantly like, oh my God, it's, it's never ending. I can't get ahead. And just by me being gone for two weeks, I saw a significant fall in my podcast downloads because, you know, it's like people, I want, I need new, 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 Relevant, new. Yeah. yeah. And so do you have any advice for, you know, advertisers and creatives, people like me in the space when you're coming into November and December and you're trying to have a real life, but do you recycle programming? Do you do you still try to put together new content around the holidays? What do you think? So that's, you know, that goes into kind of 
where, so uh, gosh, how do I answer that question? Because I have like three different answers. I think people, I think it's a time period, this fourth quarter, like traditionally people are slowing down more with family, but they still want to engage. I mean, it, it used to be people just went dark during the holidays. Um, I think now, you know, you see it in traditional programming where, you know, I don't know, Pawn Stars, for example, like they'll go on a Pawn Stars marathon or they'll put the best of together. Mm-hmm. Or So I think people do enjoy that. I do, you know, we used to be a society 20 years ago that consumed product or content once, put it away. Um, now people revisit that content. People share that content. So I think there's a way to, a long, like if you're trying to have a regular life over the holidays, which if you're in cannabis, that's asinine, but... <laughs> You definitely put together stuff to keep yourself. It's all about the consistency of showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana told me that the other day. I don't know where we were driving, but you know, he's like, "Fuck, we just got to keep showing up, man." And if we just keep showing up and saying, "Hi, we're here," you know, people have to accept us and engage. And so, and that's just normal. So, I think, mm-hmm. however you're doing it, whether you're putting out new content, whatever, repackaging content, just don't be lazy, man. You know, don't do things the easy way. Do them the right way. Sometimes doing the right way is really fucking hard. But mm-hmm. you get to the better you get to a better result than just doing things the easy way. That's why Dana and I work so well together because I'll push him, he pushes me, you know. And uh, we just signed a new um, advisor, Tim Seymour, Fast Money, right? Crazy! Like, why would he even want to be working with us, right? The guy's like could do whatever he wants, you know. And he was coming into town, and it just wasn't working. The time wasn't gelling. I called Dana. Dana's like, "You got to go do it. You got to figure it out." Like. You, so I picked him up with a freaking media tube coming through the middle of my car and like did a poor man's wash <laughs> on my car real quick and vacuumed it six in the morning and drive to San Francisco, pick him up and, you know, had lunch. And those are the kinds of things that will go in your podcast when you do make it, you know. And so you got to kind of take that meeting, book that trip, you know, yeah. take that chance or else fuck you're not. Ne- no one's going to come and go, hey, I'm here. Here's all the success yeah. that you've ever wanted. Let me give it to yeah. you. You know, maybe yeah. that happens, I guess, if, uh, you know, you're in the Trump family, but not in my life. It doesn't yeah, happen. I right. got to go get it. And you're the same way. You, you work you're, your ass off. You weren't off. a millionaire at, at seven years old. No, I wasn't like, making 200 grand a year at four. You know, bummer. <laughs> Shocker. Right. But, you know, th- that, and I'm glad you said that. You've inspired me because I, there is an ev- a podcasting event called uh, Women Work, I think, in New York mm. in November. And the people that create a lot of the, like, Two Dope Queens and a lot of those podcasts, they're they're looking for new content. Sure. And they've got a grant for someone. And I'm like, oh, I just need to go there and let them hear my two shows. But then I'm like, fuck, it's going to be, like, three grand. Easily. From to yep. mm-hmm. Going, being there, going to the conference, <clears throat> eating, coming. In. And I'm like, do I have an extra three grand? And in my you know, the other side of my head's like, no, but you have a credit card. Right. So it's just like you're constantly making those decisions. Like, do I, I go for this? Do I hang on to my money? What do I do? I, it's the only way I, I mean, unfortunately, it's one of the reasons why I can't have a regular job. Um, it, once I've got the job done, I'm like, why do I need to be here? You know, I'm going to go do something else. And, you know, people sell off their time to for a paycheck and they're not even really that productive, most of them. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've had my controller say, you have $752 in the bank and you're trying to charge a $900 airplane. I'm like, but I got to fucking go. So how much money do I need to put in? Okay, cool. Let's go. You know what I mean? And um, for whatever reason, it always sounds somewhat tries to work out. Look, you're going to fail. You're going to fall on your face. 
Walt Disney was bankrupt until he was 50, you know, and then he made it. You know, Larry King was 42, sitting in a hotel room, destitute and a drunk and was discovered, you know, on on talk show circuit. So I don't know, man, you get one life. Yeah, Try to I fuck agree. it up or I guess be boring. I can't be boring. No, and I, you know, I tell everybody around me, like, you are a powerful creator. Like, whatever you want, you, you can do it. So it many can people, happen. like, you go, what do you want to do? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? What do, You know, if you tell me I want to be rich, I'm like, okay, that's the byproduct of what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're going to hit a scratcher or go buy the Powerball, like, that's not happening. So what do you want to do? What makes you happy? You know, it's yeah. like. People don't understand the currency of happiness and fulfillment and success. And, you know, we always base everything on how much money is in our bank account or how much we're getting paid. Like, I can get paid nothing or a million dollars. You're going to get the same me. Um, Most people don't know how to do that. Yeah. They're so incentive based that if they're not getting incentive or attaboys or whatever, I mean, fuck, I have eaten some shit, man, to be where I'm at. Not Mm -hmm. just in this business, but in almost everything I've ever tried to do. And, you know, it's a cliche saying, but. Nothing great comes easy, and so you got to fucking kind of take a chance. Well, and yeah, and you said people are incentive-based, and a lot of those same people are also fear-based. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like I— Back to the pivot comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I failed. I got to do that. I'm doing that now. <laughs> That's the old me. That's not me anymore. This is the new me. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have a new email address. And yeah. <laughs> That's the 17th one I've gotten for you, but sure, I'll put it in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, don't give me your card. Yeah. But it is, it's it's fun to talk about, you know, kind of core feelings, how we want to feel in our job and stuff, because that's ultimately how I got here, is I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to just wake up and joyfully do my work, and it turns out that that's smoking pot and writing and telling stories, and so. Sounds like a fun time to me. I, I'm making a go of it. Well, and I think, you know, the other aspect is, you know, if you don't know pain, you don't know pleasure, you know? And yes. so it's like, and I keep banging on those kind of metaphors, but you know, you, life is a journey, man. Like if you just want to figure it out real quick, well, I know some people that figured it out real quick and they're kind of empty and they kind of yeah. have some failed marriages and yeah. like they, they Read don't, they're just not happy. You know what I mean? And happiness comes from like different, I don't know, for me, it comes from a different place, you know? And um, that place is being uncomfortable. Like I have to be uncomfortable always. Like if I'm comfortable, I'm bored. So yeah. it's like it, it put me in something that you know throw me in last minute to something, whatever. That's kind of what stokes my fire. Making me sit in a chair and like do reports and stuff. Not probably the best way to use me. But yes, you're a high achiever. You're like me. That's that is that exact that intensity that being on your toes. The I've got to make a decision and you know and. And just fully lean into whichever one that is, whether or not it's the right one. And as you know, my family often tells me, like everybody's not like you, like that's yeah. you know. And so I constantly took me about am, four years of counseling to realize that that was true. <laughs> yeah. The counselor's like, "You're a weirdo, okay, <laughs> but in a good way." <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. I'm not yeah. sure it's a compliment, but whatever. Well, I love you, weirdo, you. and I'm glad that too. we collaborate, and I'm glad you finally came to the studio. I can't believe it's taken me this long, and uh, I look forward to seeing what other crazy stuff you do. You know, you're, you're definitely, um, do you want to give a shout out on what social media handles to follow you at? Or 
Well, they know to follow me at, at Casually Baked, but how do they follow you? <laughs> um, you can follow Cannabis Club TV um, on Instagram at Cannabis Club TV. Uh, on um, we are on Facebook, but it's you know whatever. And then uh, our website is <laughs> CannabisClub.tv. Um, you can watch our episodes there, and then you can also download our app. Uh, it's only available on the iPhone right now. Um, and you can download that. It's Cannabis Club TV or put in like Tommy Chong and it'll pop up. And it's a free app. Um, we'll broadcast all of our channels through there. And actually through the app, we don't put any ads right now. It's just straight content. Um, we just want the followers. You yeah. Know? And so, and then for me, it's at Ricky Danny if you want to see what the hell's going on in my life and see my goofy photos. But, uh, yeah. Well, Thank and you. I don't even know how to tell somebody what channel I'm on on Cannabis Club TV. Shoot. I um, well, because we walked over here and we I figured that out beforehand. Yeah. We'll we'll throw it up on an Insta story or we something. We will. We'll ta- we'll tag it and we'll make sure we put a, a post up today. And I promise that I have a witness in the studio right now that there are video cameras and there yes. will be video soon. Yes. And I'm coming back when they get videoed. Yes. I kind of have a face for radio, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I don't know. You got a shout out for your pretty dope outfit. Today. I know. I, you know, you got to have a little flair if you're going to come to these shows. You can't come on your lawn shoes and your baggy sweats, you know? It's I like, have on a black sweater and jeans and black boots. And <laughs> he has on a mint green hat and turquoise tennis shoes. And, a and, Howard, a, and an old school like golfer jacket or something. Yeah, bla- it's a blazer. That's yeah. a full fucking blazer. Yeah. And a Cannabis Club t- TV sh- t-shirt. Got to keep the branding going. There you go. Well, I can, if I can do a couple of shouts, I have. Yes, go for it. You know, we have a we have team all over the United States. So we have people in Cali. We have people in Pennsylvania. We have people in Maryland. We have people up in Oregon. Um, we have great partners. We, you know, we have a great PR person, great social media team with Upturn. Um, gosh, great digital guys. Like it's, you know, it's really an army that kind of helps us do what we do every day. And uh, I just get to kind of take credit and do high fives. But nice. there's a ton of people doing heavy lifting. So I'm an army of one right now. So I have, I'm a little bit it's jelly. It's crazy right to now. have people. Dana actually called it a cult last night. So I might just turn around <laughs> and register a church. But, uh, you know, it's uh, when you do something positively and you try to invest in humans. And for whatever reason, the cannabis space feels like, um, a little bit different than just a traditional business for me. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's fun. We're having it's a good a tribe. time. It's you know? a tribe. It, it really is. is. And we have a good tribe of people, you know, some of them stay, some of them have to go, but you know, they always go on to some, somewhere better or within the industry. And that's the same thing that happened with me at my surf shop. So, you know, you build people, you can't hold on to them forever. Um, but while you have them, you have to appreciate them. And so thank you. Yeah. I think there's a quote about that somewhere. What does it say? What's a quote? You know, uh-uh. if you love someone, set them oh free. shit! If you if they don't come back, you hunt them down and kill them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember exactly. that one. That's my favorite. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? If you're kind of curious, explore the cannabis culture online at cannabisclub.tv iOS users, don't forget, you can already download the free Cannabis Club TV app on your iPhone or iPad and watch commercial-free content for the time being. When you're there, I hope you'll get casually baked with me on channel 203. If you know someone looking for fresh cannabis content on demand, I hope you'll share this episode of the podcast with a friend or family member. If you're a cannabis business or brand interested in harnessing the spending power of Canna Curious customers at the point of sale, 
in top-tier dispensaries across the country? Email the one and only Dana Nopes at Dana at CannabisClub.tv. Tell them I sent you and lock in a $9 per screen rate. If you're a dispensary manager or owner, visit CannabisClub.tv. Click on the dispensary tab and reserve your free in-store CCTV setup through a simple online application process. Find all of these details and helpful links in the Podcast 57 show notes at casuallybaked.com. I'll also share info on finding and connecting with Love Mary Jane. Ooh, and don't miss the hot picks and boomerangs from the Upturn team. Thank you, ladies. Amanda and Sydney, you are amazing to work with. And thank you, Dana, for keeping Danny in line, on time, and for gifting me the flower. When you told me you left me a nug in the bathroom, my mind went to the other pot. I love being pleasantly surprised. So, y'all come back now, you hear? Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Like, get as excitable as you can Mm -hmm. and as excitable as you'd normally talk. Uh, Right now? Like, uh-huh. well, it depends if I'm laughing. <laughs> How's that? Is That's that good. levels are good? You're okay. good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.